And what better guy to talk Packer Bears? And what happened last night and what's been going on this year is a guy that just joined the Packers after eight seasons in Chicago. Former sixth-round pick out of the University of Miami, the U. He's the... uh, all-time leading punter in Bears history over his first eight seasons. Became a free agent, hooked up with a pack in March, and this year, 44 punts, 45-yard average, 22 inside the 26 away from his career high. He was the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week in that game down in Tampa. His leg was a huge factor in that one. Seven punts, a career high, five inside the 20. This guy's been a great addition to the team in the locker room and on the field, and uh, really enjoy visiting with him in the locker room, and I knew it'd be a great time to Come on, have him come on board and uh, have you a chance to meet him as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Pat O'Donnell to the Brew House and the Fifth Quarter. Hello, Patrick. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We've been talking for a while. Glad we could finally hook this thing up. Um, get enough sleep? I did. Enough. All enough right. sleep. Yeah. All right. So do you have to check uh-huh. in right away for any treatment or anything? Or do you need to just, you know, don't even bother with the alarm and just get up when you get up today? The first thing I check in was with my kids. Yeah, oh, they're, they're screaming at seven o'clock in the morning. So oh, all right. They don't care what time you get in, so that starts really early. So you me. got a young daughter and a new one, right? I do, I do. Three month old and uh, just under two years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, Dad. <laughs> How, how's the uh, three month old going? Sleeping a lot better. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it was a struggle the first couple months, but. <laughs> Thank God mom's taking care of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the child is figuring out better sleep patterns, too. That's exactly. good. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Well, welcome to Green Bay. And uh, just what a rough night again. This team is just so hard to figure out, Pat. Uh, anything you can put your finger on, why the results just aren't coming. I think I was listening to you guys earlier, and obviously we just have to be able to stop guys on, de- on you know, the offensive side needs to stop on the defense. So, I know the guys are putting their best foot forward. They're really trying. I know, uh, you know, Ja and all those guys, Razul, they're really trying to influence the guys in the locker room. They're trying to motivate the guys. And sometimes, you know, we just fall short. And that's, you know, been happening, you know, this season. But it's not a lack of trying and effort. Uh, I think we have the right guys in the locker room to get it done. So I'm, I'm definitely encouraged, and I'm still really happy that, you know, I came here. What brought you to Green Bay? Uh, you had a chance after eight years in Chicago to finally look around and, uh, and see where the grass is greener, and it's greener in Lambeau than it is at Soldier Field. I do know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I would say, honestly, just seeing them from afar for so many years and being a, have a chance to be in a locker room with Aaron Rodgers and playing with Rich Versace, stuff that we talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that was a huge uh, influence in my decision. And obviously uh, playing for such a historic franchise and the history, that's always something that I really wanted to play for. Well, that's what's neat. You've played for the two best franchises in the NFL, in my opinion, the Packers-Bears. This is the most special game for me every year. I don't care. You know what the records are, what the circumstances are. This is how it started, and and you've been a part of two of the best. I would say so. I would definitely say I love honestly when I was on the other side of it. I love playing the Packers just because of the historic, the rivalry. Uh, it's something that they really do preach in the building, having you know an owner, and it's a little bit different here. But just the the history and and Lambeau and just walking into the building, you feel that each and every day. So yeah, for sure. 
What were you close to signing with a different team than the Packers, or were they the clear cut? This is my destination. There were some other teams, some warmer teams. You know that definitely kind of looked that way as yeah, a punter. You're West like, Palm oh, Beach, to Nate, I'm yeah, talking here <laughs> exactly. But no, I, I definitely wanted to come here. This was something that I, I wanted to do. I talked to my wife about it, and she's from a small town, and she really loves it here, the people and the environment. So we're really happy. And Rich. You know, had mentioned when he came on board and when you signed that he reached out to you in the past. He was interested while he was with the Raiders trying to lure you out there. Correct. Uh, yep. We so, had a little bit of past, so okay. it was nice. It was it was cool to see a, a guy that's been doing it for so long, you know, want to have you in his corner, so I couldn't say no to that. Talk about Rich Passaccia, his intensity, his approach to special teams. Yeah, it's different than anything I've ever been a part of. You know, and that's something that really drew me to playing for him. Because as a player, you want to play for a coach that gets the most out of their players. And I think you see that with Keyshawn Nixon. I mean, they've had past in, uh, you know, in Oakland and in the Raiders. So, you know, he's never really returned kicks before. And this is something that they put him back there. And I said, okay, can you help the team out? And he was really excited to do it. And as you saw last night, like helping the offense maintain that field position, that's awesome. He was amazing. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't all Keyshawn. I mean, there were lanes. I mean, that unit really stepped up. I, that was unbelievably best performing phase of the game, For in sure. my opinion. Oh, yeah. But it's nice to see the, the steps that were taken yeah. on special teams. You know, it doesn't happen overnight, as you know. But just having the guys in that, in that room work hard each and every week for one another and having a guy behind them, you know, uh, that was a huge thing in Chicago. Like with Devin Hester, we heard all the stories and yeah. the guys, you know, blocked their butts off for a guy like that. But having someone actually do something with the football, I think, motivates the guys each and every week. How difficult was it to punt at Soldier Field? Talk about the conditions there and the challenges of that particular venue. Right. Okay. So <laughs> Soldier Field is known for the wind, yeah. right? Right. So I think Lambeau, you do get a, a swirling wind in there, but more in Soldier Field is like a direct wind to a sideline or, you know, in your face. Lambeau kind of swirls a little bit, but I think it gets colder here, mm. if that makes sense. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. You think I, remember, so? I remember one game, it was so windy down in Chicago that the snap, from Rob Davis, moved about four feet in the wind. I can't remember who the punter was, but it was ridiculous. Just on the snap. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> you might have been at that game. Uh, it was just icy cold and windy. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But you're right. Here it, it is a little bit different. Um, always been a punter? Up until high school. Up until I, high I had school? fun. I played tight end, linebacker, okay. that kind of thing. All right. My mom was one of those really nervous parents, you know, for uh, tackling. And I played soccer, so she's like, why don't you try kicking? I was That's like, why I gave up playing football as a sophomore in high school. I just got the crap beat out of me, and I just I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get you beat You want to get hit. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You I'd know. rather play golf. It's not for everyone. Yeah, right. I'm kidding. Uh, you gave up football because you weren't very good at it, that, it That's probably like. it. Yeah. That's yeah. probably just it. Just like True. most of us. But once you decided on the position, I mean, it is a grind to be – so technically solid to wind up doing this for nine years and 600-odd punts. I mean, talk about just uh, the work that goes into refining the craft. It's exactly right. It's just refining your craft each and every week. It's it, I can compare it to a golfer, right? You, you play the same course over and over again. You get used to it. But for us, 
the conditions change, right? And we're dictated on how far a little brown thing goes. And, yeah, you, know, really. if, you know, Mason puts in between uprights and, and things like that. But you just challenge yourself each and every week, and I think it's just really technical, like you said. So you try to challenge yourself in different ways at practice. One thing I thought Bisacci also said was kind of interesting with you. He said you've been around the block so much, Pat, that he kind of – he. A lot of special teams coaches will say, all right, we want this one, a directional punt, inside the right hash, whatever. We want this one, you know, uh, angled. We want this the Aussie style. He leaves it up to kind of you to decide what's best for the situation, field position, and all those kinds of things. He kind of just lets you kind of be the coach of the punt team. Yeah, it's nice to have a coach like that. And me as a punter, I... Selfishly want to kick it as far as they can down the field each and every time, but that's always not the case. It depends on who's outside, the gunners. Keyshawn's getting a lot of burn on defense. Rudy Ford's playing defense. So when you have guys out there that haven't really done it too much, you don't want to have the ball come right back at you. So right. we talk about things, and you sometimes just hang it up, give me this out of this punt. And, you know, I think that's the best part of having a coach like that. Yeah. Is, is that you mentioned for you, you just always want to kick it as far as you can. Is that kind of like a pride thing you want to show off? Hey, I've got a big booming leg. Yeah, it's like uh, stepping in a tee box for golf. You know, mm-hmm. you just want to just stripe one right down the fairway. Right. Every, every time. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't call for that. Sometimes you have to take the three wood out. Right. Yeah. So what's the furthest you've had a recorded punt? I believe it was 78 yards. 78. Yeah. All right. All right. Was that all air or how much was that bounce? It was 60-something in the air Ooh. and then it bounced, yeah. I think you hit the 72-yarder this year. I'm not mistaken, earlier yeah. in the season. Uh, very impressive. No question about that. But again, uh, I think net's a bigger stat than gross correct. with you guys. And that takes the other 10. Guys around you, correct. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's definitely a unit. It's definitely a thing. Like you, we alluded to earlier with Keisha on the guys blocking in front of him. It's the guys covering the punts for me and blocking up front. And unlike some bad situations last year. I don't know how much you saw the special teams unit last year, but it was a return. It wasn't good. Nightmares. Uh, You know, I will say coverage units have been pretty solid for the most part this season. Uh, You did have one block, right, earlier? We did. Yeah. Okay. Got that solved, thankfully. And, And Mason, all right, what happened on the miss last night? Just a push? I think it was just a push, yeah. yeah. There was a swirling wind uh, going yeah. in that end zone. Okay. You know, Jake Elliott missed earlier. Yeah, so. he missed one too. So, yeah, that was kind of unusual. But really, uh, there was so much talk about this special teams unit. As you heard it, I'm sure, once you got here, uh, that uh, it had to get uh, turned around. And it just seems to me that it's on a lot more solid footing now, the overalls. I think so. I Bases. definitely think so. I think each and every week we're getting better, and that's what we're trying to do. Um, you know, like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. It's something that the guys have to believe in, and I think Rich Bisacci is bringing that to our, our core as a special teams unit, and I think the locker room responds well to it. I mean, offense, they love seeing the ball, you know, jump out there to the 40-yard line, kind of spark something, and I think that's what it is. Playing complimentary football uh, helps win football games. You mentioned that playing football, you were playing some other positions, tight end, quarterback. When you made the decision to punt, how long before you knew, all right, this is this is an avenue that can get me the college route. This is something I can do at a collegiate, maybe professional level. How long did that take for you? I think it was my junior year is mm-hmm. when I started getting a little bit of interest from colleges. And, you know, 
like I put my pride aside and things like that, and I, I really focused on kicking and punting. I thought I was going to be a place kicker, but the way I'm built, you know, 6'5", they said, you're a punter, son. I was like, no, <laughs> I want to kick field goals. I want to make points. Right. Those are the cool guys. Yeah. But um, this is obviously the, the right path, I think, that I chose. Right. So it yeah. worked out for me. You know what they say about <laughs> kickers, you know, the lonely kicker by Adam Sandler. You ever hear that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know. It is funny that you say those are the cool guys and you're not referring to the quarterback. Yeah. Right. You're, you're referring to the place kicker. Yeah. Exactly. Come on, guys. Those are the cool guys. And you, right. and, you and you lock her alongside one of the class kickers this team's ever known. Oh, all-time yeah. leading scorer. He's one of the top 20 for all-time NFL leading scorers. Mason is, is really a special guy. He is. Yeah, I've been really lucky to be around a lot of good kickers, and Mason is at the top of that list. So he was one of the reasons why I wanted to come here uh, to play with him. And uh, I can't say enough good things about him. He, he took me in when I was, yeah. you know, when I was uh, my first couple weeks here. I had no That's home. That's right. Before, and, yeah, you were living at the Crosby House. I was. Yeah. I was. I was living in the basement. Yeah. All right. I was how's, how's their basement? It's very well decorated and uh, it's very cozy. Well, that's, yeah. Mo- that's yeah. Molly. Yeah. You know, she takes care of that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, don't give Mason any credit for that. Yeah. No, so it's all. <laughs> I yeah. bet not. Yeah. Did his kids leave you alone? Oh no, no, no I didn't think so. Five yeah. kids? No yeah. way. No, no way. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was the guy running kids from practice and things like right. that, getting to know the family. So we jump started our relationship uh, really early on. You're also six foot five. You're a jungle gym to small children. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what you have to deal with. Yeah, right? no kidding. I'm excited to see Dobbs back out there with Christian, and I think it's really encouraging to see what he's done. Christian's done an amazing job the last three weeks, and I think the guys in the locker room are really feeding off of his energy. Is he the fastest guy on this team, Pat? You've seen him run Ooh. every day. I would think so. I would. I would take him in any race. Top end. Yeah. I don't know who else. Could really give him a chance. Maybe a DB. Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford is pretty fleet of foot. Rudy Ford again yesterday with a big play, causing that fumble that leads to Quay Walker's return. And uh, I know Jair doesn't block all that often, but I wish he would (laughs) have just a little bit better. You know, got in the way. Got in the way. Yeah. But I thought that was going to be six for sure. But Rudy Ford, uh, when given the chance, he's making Rosal Douglas type plays. I mean, that's kind of what he's been reminding me of this year. Is he's kind of last year's version of Rosal. And you had to love that signing. I mean, they got him because he was one of the elite. You know, flyers, as they call them, right. now, not gunners, to be politically correct. Uh, but no. uh, that guy really makes your life easy with just a little bit of hang time. Exactly, yeah. He's unfortunately been taken off of I the know. flying That's... unit yeah, because of how well he's been playing yeah. on defense. But it's great to have those guys step up. And I think playing a complimentary football, like we said, is, is so awesome to see. Guys step in that role, stripping the ball, making picks. Yeah. Um, I just can't say good, yeah, enough good things the, about those guys. I really game. can't. And he did start at safety for Darnell Savage, uh, which right. I thought was very interesting last night. Darnell got in one snap. Uh, that was on that first third down play, and it was his only snap because he injured his foot and was done for the day. So, And he was playing in the dime position on that play, so I wonder if that's going to be something to keep an eye on uh, moving forward as they juggle that secondary. Rudy at safety, Keyshawn moving into the slot. And so, yeah, Nixon's getting a lot of work, so you're – losing some of your your, your good friends on on the punt team for sure so uh pat uh again uh eight years in chicago um you know what do you remember you you've been on teams that made playoffs you've had been on teams that have been some rough years (laughs) what's the key to just hanging in there and and going to work and trying to get the season to the finish line even though it's not going to turn out the way you guys had hoped 
Yeah, obviously the loss last night definitely hurt us, but you just never know how things are going to shake out. We could rattle off some wins. You never know where we're going to be. And I think the last thing you want to do is be caught like, oh, if we would have won that game, we're taking that team a little bit more seriously. Right. But, um, I think we're just building for the future, too, each and every week. Seeing the young guys step up, I think it's really encouraging uh, to see the fans, see the young guys play well. I'm really encouraged by Quay. I think he's a dog, like an absolute player, and I think he's going to be a great defensive player for many years here. Really? You started your college career at Cincinnati. How did you end up there? Scholarship. It was a scholarship uh, opportunity. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Were they the only big program offering, or were there some others coming your way? I pretty much had the Big East at the time. Mm. It was UConn, West Virginia, Cincinnati. And I was sitting in, Brian Kelly was the head coach at the time in the office, and everyone kind of knows his personality by that, by now. Yeah. And uh, he pretty much sat me down and said, if you walk out of the door and you take your visits to the Big East schools, like we're going to take your scholarship. So... I pretty much committed on the spot right then and there. You, um, you respond to threats. Yeah, that's true. Really. I mean, as a young kid, you're like, you're like, Brian Kelly says something like that. You're like, you know what? I can't walk out the door without uh, signing this scholarship opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you finished your career at Miami. What led you to finish up one last season at Miami? I know you're a Florida guy, but... Yeah, so I always grew up watching University of Miami, and we had a lot of turnover at University of Cincinnati. We went Brian Kelly, Butch Jones, and then we had Tommy Tupperville. And then uh, my dad got sick, so it was an opportunity for me to go back home. He watched me play football, so it all worked out in the end. I got all to play right. for University of Miami. I got to play for uh, Cincinnati, so it, it all worked out. Well, a lot of folks in Wisconsin are hoping Cincinnati success comes the Badgers way with Luke Fickle coming on board. That's right. Yeah, I heard uh, yesterday, introduced today, and well, yeah. a lot of his comments tomorrow. Um, but Bears gave you a call, sixth round of 2014 draft. Um, it's got to be a neat deal to get drafted, as a specialist in particular. Were you, yeah. were you expecting to get drafted? Like, what were you hearing throughout the draft process? I was hearing mixed things. You know, it was one of those things as a specialist. You never know what's going to happen, but you expect to go late. You know, it's not a day one or two thing that you're thinking you're going to get the call. But, uh, you know, day three was awesome. I had some calls. Um, I believe it was the Jets, the Cowboys, things like that. But you never know who's really serious. They keep checking in, like, we're going to take you here. Uh, but then I got that Illinois number that popped up on the phone, and they said, we're going to take you. Uh, pick 191, never forget it, and uh, the rest is history, so. Yeah, so where were you when you got the call? Who were you with? Kind of walk through that emotion, that reaction. Yeah, I was actually with my family, immediate family. My grandfather was there, my grandma, and then we had some close friends. And as soon as I got a call, you know, everyone got really quiet, like kind of like what you see on draft day. Mm -hmm. And obviously the room erupted as soon as, you know, I, I told them the news. And it was one of those moments that you'll never forget. So it was really special for me to have that up. It's a very unique fraternity, um, you know, to be a punter in the NFL. It's only 32 jobs out there. Uh, it's, it's not easy. And, you know, we've gotten to know a lot of really good ones, you know, good guys over the years, like Timmy Maste, you know, was right. here for years and, uh, and you know, Bidwell and, and a whole bunch of them. Uh, but it's tough because there's a lot of legs out there. Uh, and uh, just to stay in form and do it as long as you have, uh, you know, real testament to the ability and, yep. and the perseverance. You know. Exactly. A lot of guys out there. Worst conditions you've punted in at any level of your career, what, what would you say those were? 
You know, I I don't know what year it was, but it was supposed to be the coldest game in Soldier Field's history. I believe it might have been 18, hmm. 17, 18, and it was, you know, below freezing. And then a kick, it kind of warmed up in the single digits, and the wind was whipping. And uh, I think that was probably one of the worst conditions I've ever played in. I played in some wind and rain and things like that. But when you're playing in sub-zero temperatures, you know, as we get up here, it's really hard to compress a football. You know, things freeze, especially the Gatorade cups and things on the yeah. sideline. Yeah, I, um, I heard K-balls get really hard. Yeah, they just some... they don't compress. You try to encourage the, the ball guy to stand by the heater. You know, it's probably frowned upon after the whole deflate gate thing. What's the reasoning yeah. to go with it? What was it? <laughs> reasoning behind using a k-ball for kicking it's it's the only time they're in play yeah i don't know i don't know so the quarterbacks get to practice with the balls they're playing with in the game they can break them in all week mm-hmm. but we get a brand new ball that gets you never get to thump a, a k-ball until it's in the game no, it comes out of the box you get it you give it to a guy that breaks it in and the equipment staff and it your fate rides on the guy who's breaking in the football What's the rationale behind that? I'm not sure. I don't know. Crosby's been trying to change it for years. Really? Yeah. Hopefully he can this year pound the table and change it. I could never. (laughs) You know, when they went to it, I never could figure it out. And now, you know, I still don't understand the rationale behind it. I think it was the whole helium thing. They didn't want people, you know, messing with the balls and people kicking in 70-yard fields. Foxborough? Come on. Wait. It was a helium thing? I mean, what do they think we're gonna do to them? Right, like yeah. put the balls in the you know the dryer and make them like rugby how, yeah, football. How much could you actually do? Right, I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's good would, for the game more, though. Further kicks, right? Would a, right, yeah. But would a higher PSI get better takeoff or length or anything else? Do you know? I don't know. I wish I knew the science of it all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe when it's cold, it's probably not ideal to have a rock hard football. Yeah, I that know. makes sense yeah. to me. I would think yeah. so. You want a little give? Well, you got three of the last four. Nineteenth of December, January first, January seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Could be kind of a nasty. Some good opportunities yeah. for cold you, footballs. Yeah. yeah. And you do get Christmas in, back in Florida, so yeah. Thought <laughs> then, right? So you've been in the league since 2014. Is there a punt returner who you've dreaded kicking to? Maybe one that kept you up at night, like, oh, man, this this is someone I really have to be on my A game with. I think this is a name everybody knows, Devin Hester. I was a rookie, and he was in Atlanta. Mm. And that was one of those games for me. And I just didn't want to end up on a highlight reel. <laughs> you know, So I was really trying to make sure that didn't happen. So Devin Hester, and then obviously um, you got... A cheetah, you know, as they call him. Now he's in Miami, he's in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is yeah. one of those guys that you just don't kick the ball to very often. Devin Hester was unbelievable. Um, How did that game go for you with Devin Hester? At, I apologize for not knowing the stats. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> it actually turned out well. It was one of those games you kind of just give him fair catches and kind of pin him on the sideline. Really? You'll sacrifice a few yards oh, just yeah. to keep it up. Oh, yeah. To give your guys a chance so yeah. there's no room to return. Pat, going back to Chicago, uh, eight years there. Uh, you've seen this rivalry. You know what this rivalry's about. This is, like we were talking earlier, it's the greatest game. It's the greatest game in the yeah. NFL schedule every year. I take any other team. But since 1921, these two have been going at it. It's a fantastic atmosphere. It really is, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back, being on this side this time. Obviously, I know what it's like being in the Bears locker room, so yeah. I know. Uh, nice to have the owners on your side now. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's one of the things I asked Aaron. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What was your reaction when you saw that? And what were the rest of the guys? 
honestly, it was one of those deflating moments where you just couldn't do anything, and like you knew they had our number for so long, <laughs> and it just deflated us. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure they yeah. remember. Uh, but it'll be a tall order again. Had so much trouble with a running quarterback. May see another one of Justin Fields. I think the Bears are pitting their hopes on this guy. But it's not been working for Matt Eberflus at 3-9. and nine. Jeez, They got whipped by the Jets yesterday. They give up on a lot of their top defensible. Roquan, uh, Quinn, Quinn, both yep. dealt. Yep. So kind of different looking Bears team uh, come Sunday. But they run the ball great with Montgomery and Fields if he's playing. Um, another challenge. They want to beat you guys. In the worst way, I am sure. So it should be a fun one. I knew. Pat, uh, I can't tell you how much of a fun it was. This, like I said, the hour flew by. You were fantastic. Glad we could finally do this. Get back to the kids and, uh, and catch up on some of the sleep they didn't let you get this morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> crawling all over you. Appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. All right. Pat O'Donnell, our guest and I. Give it up. Thanks, Thanks Pat. Thanks again. Good luck.